This is the Horse Radio Network. So the holiday season is upon us, if you can believe it. This week, we'll share our favorite gift recommendations for all the horsey friends and family in your life. And we'll sprinkle in some fun holiday cheer, too. Thanks for tuning in. From Heels Down Magazine, a podcast where horse pros chat about what's happening in the horse world over drinks. Welcome Welcome to Happy Happy Hour. Hour. I'm Justine Griffin. I'm Sally Spickard. I'm Jessica Payne, and welcome to episode 36 of Heels Down Happy Hour. Yay, how are you guys? Good. What's going on? Not much. (laughs) Well, before we get too far into things, I wanted to say a big thank you to our presenting sponsor for tonight's episode, which is the ARC Equine. You might have heard us talk about them briefly in our last episode, but they're new to the U.S. Um, it's a microcurrent therapy wearable device that you can use on your horses. And we're actually going to share with you in the show notes, so follow along when we publish this episode, we're going to share the story of Kendall Lahari. She's a Canadian event writer, and she had a horse. Um, his name is Totally Frank, I believe, and he was a three-star horse. He sustained a bit of an injury, um, and she kind of talked us through how she used Arc Equine to help him rehab, and it's a really cool story. He's since you know come back, and I think she's riding and competing him now again, but it's a really cool story. It really shows how Arc Equine works, um, so keep an eye out for that, and if you want to learn more, you can just go to arcequineusa.com. All right, guys. And we also have a super special drink all the way from the Royal Horse Show this week. I know this is after the Royal, but we caught up with Catherine Tyree in Canada at that show. And she told us about one of her favorite drinks that uh, I guess she is known for drinking around WEF. So we'll (laughs) we'll let Catherine tell us about her drink. Hi, I'm Kat Tyree, and if I were to have a cocktail, it usually is a tequila soda with a little bit of pineapple. (laughs) I made it up. (laughs) Probably has a name somewhere. (laughs) So I have some news, and it's actually kind of a friendly reminder for everybody because they have less than like a month and a half to kind of get this done, or probably less than that, actually. So come January 1st, all USEF competing members, which is a huge span of people, not just show jumping, eventing, you've got dressage, everybody. If you're a competing member, then you have to go and do the safe sport training. And I will tell you guys, it takes forever to do. Have you you guys done it yet? No, not yet. But I've heard a lot of people complain that it's just, it's almost like a driver's ed course where it's just like so long and you have to sit through it. Are you doing it now? Yeah. So I've been doing it and I'm not even finished. Like I'll be honest, cause it takes forever to do. And so, I mean, I'm completely for the whole system. I mean, I think it's kind of ridiculous that it's come to that. We have to have this, but at the same right, time, right. I'm a hundred percent backing that they, we should make everybody do that. Because if I have to spend eight hours of my life to finish this training <laughs> to help, you know, I feel like you said a driver's training course. I'm like, I am. It's going to take me eight hours to finish this thing. And <laughs> oh, so, cause, oh no. well, you watch videos, you take quizzes, you have to read a bunch. And so it just, it is time consuming, but I just think it's so important that, you know, people understand what everything is, you know, that if there's a little bit of a gray area, cause it's not legally like mm-hmm. that's not what the boundaries are for safe sport is it's not, well, that's legal or not. They're trying to broaden the parameters and make it so that if you follow these guidelines, you'll never be put into a situation where, you know, it kind of is iffy. So I do a hundred percent 
like agree that it is something that's really good, even if it takes eight hours to do. So everybody remember you can't, you cannot compete come January 1st if you don't do this, which is pretty impressive. So, so yeah, just get it done. <laughs> get it done and yeah, learn some stuff. <laughs> Justine, what do you have for us? So I found this really great story on Horse and Hound about a, a, a rider who had this horse who she was going to retire it because it, all of a sudden he started he started having like this dangerous behavior. Like they, they tried saddle fit. They tried all this stuff. They didn't know what was wrong with them naturally is a thoroughbred because they are like the medical mysteries of the horse world. And what ended up, what it ended up being after all these vet, all these vet appointments, everything they did for this poor horse, it was, it was just a really, really big bean that they had to get taken out of his sheath. And the moment it came out, he was totally fine and normal and back to being um, better. So it goes to show you how important it is to get your horse's sheath cleaned regularly. Oh, my God. Didn't uh, we do a story about that sometime? We did, actually. We did a story about the lady I pay who, who cleans <laughs> my horse's sheath. <laughs> one, of our, uh, one of our writers, um, Wendy, interviewed her. Her name is Stephanie. She's really great. And her, um, her business is called Stud Crud Busters. I think she's actually been on awesome. Horses in the Morning, too. But she, like, goes all over Florida and cleans sheaths. And she also cleans... She cleans like mares' teats too, but um, th- I've got a funny story. I actually wrote a dating column about it for Hillstone Magazine about having to explain what sheath cleaning is to my husband the first time. <laughs> like, yes, I pay this person who comes and does this to my horse, <laughs> which I'm sure you guys have all had to have that awkward conversation too. But um, yeah, <laughs> but this person's story specifically about this horse that had some issues like it just goes to show you you know like i've seen beans and they look like super uncomfortable i can't imagine you know bigger one yeah it's crazy how big of a difference that make but that's 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 a cool story that's crazy how big of a difference well so i have some interesting news that you know you guys might have seen kind of making the rounds on social media by now that the fei has its general assembly happening um there it was happening this week and they've decided to kind of take the pressure off of having a world equestrian games in 2022 so basically what's happening is they are dropping the requirement for it to be like a multi-discipline world equestrian games because they have not received any what they call realistic bids i don't they didn't elaborate on what realistic means but they are going to start accepting bids for individual disciplines so each discipline like eventing show jumping can have its own world championship and then dressage and para dressage they say should be combined and that they would take bids for multi-discipline so there could be like an eventing and a dressage championship potentially i guess but yeah, they haven't said, you know, the, the FEI president did say this does not necessarily mean the end of the FEI World Equestrian Games, but, you know, right now they're going to try and make it more feasible to have it for each discipline, which is definitely interesting. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, it's tough because this year, you know, Tryon wasn't, we, we talked about it on the show, obviously, that Tryon had some pitfalls and they did the best they can and they took over for Bromont and in half the time they would have had to prepare for it. Right. Uh, and I do think, you know, the logistical requirements of any horse show is sort of a nightmare. And could you imagine doing eight disciplines? Like, holy oh, moly. Oh, it's insane. You know, yeah. I... I, I personally am okay with this decision because I think that it gives, 
you know, the, a little bit more creative free reign to be able to host and do a really good job with each specific discipline. And I mean, honestly, I, I personally think that unless you're going to put WAG at like Aachen in Germany or maybe Kentucky and maybe all, I, I think I really feel like those are the only two facilities that can really handle that, that sort of, you know, load. So it's hard. Sure. It's a it lot. I think for me, I mean, I went to WEG this year, even though, yeah, we all talked about it. I thought it was super cool to be able to go to the different disciplines. So I'm kind of sad I do agree that, with that it's not yeah. going to be there. But at the same time, I totally understand that logistically, they can probably do a better job if they just, and they said that you can combine, like, so maybe they do dressage, show jumping and eventing all in one or, you right. know, some kind of combination like the Olympic so, disciplines or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it will be interesting, but I am at least glad that I went to try on to see kind of it being there. Cause I don't know if it will really yeah. come back like it is. Well, and the, it that is, is a bummer. Yeah. I mean, it's a bummer when you think no, about like, when you think about how you want uh, the topic of like visibility for horse sport. You know, like you want people to come and see and everything that we do. And that was just such a great event for like, look at all the different things we can do with our horses and why we're so passionate about this. Like that is a great stage, but it has to be done right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, So it's kind of like, like you said, it's sad, uh, but, but if we can't do it logistically, you know, like we shouldn't try to, it's, if it's still make it worse, if it's not going to be, if it's going to be like a biting off more than you can chew situation for sure. Cause it just makes things look bad, you know? Right. So anyway, um, we always have fun, you know, we always pull some of our news items and fun stories and interesting, informative ones too. And we put them in to our weekday newsletter called the heels down brief. So if you have not subscribed to it, we definitely want you to follow along with us. We're going to be doing a lot of holiday type of cheery and gift guide things in the brief and on the website as well. So you can subscribe to that at bit.ly slash HD brief. So if you all have been following along on all of our platforms, heelsdonemag.com or The Brief or social media, we are now bringing in our podcast listeners to talk about our holiday gift guide. So I'm really excited because our holiday gift guide this year is kind of something that we're doing on all of our platforms. Um, And it's all stuff that we personally have used um, that we think would make good gifts. And we're going to kind of break it up today into smaller category gifts and then kind of more splurge worthy um, pricier items too. So just to start us off, um, one of the easiest gifts I think that you could possibly give any person that rides horses is boot socks, right? Like I don't think you can really go wrong with that. And one of the, one of our favorite boot sock brands is Dreamers and Schemers. It's a really cool small business. I love supporting small business. They do every sort of design you can possibly imagine. They did like some ones with like boobs on them for breast cancer awareness. They did like some F-bomb socks, but they have super cute like unicorns and tacos and anything that any horse person finds amusing, you will find socks with those on them. So um, they're moisture wicking, so you don't have smelly feet. Um, They fit really well. They don't stretch. It's just really high quality, not those stocking socks that you're going to wear holes in. So that's what I'm going to start us off with. You can find those at dreamersandschemers.com. They're so cute. I'm obsessed with their website. Yeah. And you can also do custom too. I think that I don't, I don't remember exactly what the the minimum order is, but you could do like barn socks or you could put your own design on it too and work with her to um, design. That's a great idea. Yeah. That is really cute. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a great idea. And like I said, you can't go wrong with socks. (laughs) 
um, the other thing too that I have kind of noticed in all of my travels to horse shows is this brand Tucker Tweed. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen their purses or wallets or wristlets, but they have really, really pretty high quality leather bags. And they have, it's cool because they have a little bit of an equestrian stamp on them. So they have like a hunter jumper stamp or a hunting stamp or a dressage one. So you can kind of get something classy for, you know, somebody that has like, it's like a purse lady or loves wristlets or little wallets. Um, so those oh, are things that kind of go well with everybody, I think. They're super, super cute. Like they're I'm gorgeous. A and they're gorgeous. And they're like, like- the too bad. And you could like, I, I buy stuff like that for myself because it's just, yeah. it lasts, you know? Oh yeah. Like if you're, it looks like a designer purse. Like it looks yeah. like a designer brand that you would get at the mall, you know, it, they're beautiful, but I love, I, cause it's like sometimes with the, you know, horse themed stuff, it, you know, it can, you guys know it can border a little line border a little bit on tacky, but these are like beautifully well done, gorgeous purses. Yeah. And again, small business, um, the, the woman, Jill, who runs Tucker Tweed is super nice and she kind of really has put her heart and soul into this company. So it's just a really good company, I think, to support. And you can shop for them at tuckertweed.com. Okay, I feel like I'm talking a lot, so I want to hear what you guys' ideas are. I have just found, so everybody, you know, in the summertime, they use the Equia Sport or EIS shirts for the cool shirts. Yes. But most people don't know. Do you know they have a, like a winter one? It's called cold weather shirt. Yeah. It's not super thick. It's got that great neck. I like their, um, the neck of the summer shirts. And so like, I like that, you know, the quarter zip, it's all the exact same but there's no venting. So it's just a little mm-hmm. bit warmer, but they've also got like the thumb where you can pull it down and put it over your hands, which oh, I that's love. so like, nice. I start to get a little bit cold that and they're, nice. they're a little longer, I think than the uh, summer shirts. So the cool shirts. So I, they've got a great price for those. So if I was wanting to give somebody something, especially with this cold weather coming in, that is what I would recommend. And they do custom shirts too. Yes. And so So. that's the thing. Um, A lot of times we have from heels down, I have one of the cool shorts with heels down on it and I get so many compliments of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Those shorts are, those shorts are super popular. Um, And we actually too, I just remembered that we have a a special code from Equine Style and you can save 10% off and get free shipping. That's huge. Yeah. Until the 25th. So you just have to use code heels down at checkout for that. But yeah, super great gift. Like imagine getting your whole barn, you know, like all the same monogram well, shirts. They're yeah. so or with cute. your logo. Like if you're wanting yeah. to give it to like owners and stuff like that, like do your barn on the side of it or something or your mm-hmm. clients. So it'd be a cool little way. And Justine, you were talking about another shirt. Oh yeah. Okay. So I don't know if you guys know uh, Hunt Club, but they, I love them because they have, uh, so it's like a, it's another small business, but it's shophunkclub.com, but they're known for their t-shirts and they have really so great, cute. like really witty kind of cute spin on, um, equestrian t-shirts, but like not the lame tacky ones that we all have seen. Like these are really funny and they're really well done and they're artsy and cool. And there's one shirt on there, uh, that they're promoting for this winter time that I really, really like. It's called the women's heritage reversible tea. It is so comfortable. It has, uh, it's moisture wicking and it has like that poly spandex blend. So it's like silky smooth on your skin. Uh, like the athletic wear. You know, feel. Yep, exactly. Um, but it's, what's really cool about it is it's actually reversible. So it's, 
it they consider it still a t-shirt like it fits you like a t-shirt so it's comfortable it's silky smooth and it's reversible in that it has two very different designs and colors on each side so it's like you get two shirts in one where you can wear it one day this way wash it wear it the other day or wear it the inside out the other day very fitting for my lifestyle yeah you you only need one shirt and you can wear it like four days exactly (laughs) the idea but it looks, it just looks so comfortable and so easy to wear with a pair of breeches. Then you could throw it on with a pair of shorts or a pair of jeans later in the day. You can layer it with a favorite sweater if you want. Um, but it, but it's, um, it's like a flip half pad in a shirt form and it looks really comfortable. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, do you have anything else, Justine? So, yeah. So I know you, uh, we've talked about this company before on the show, but Beaming Bap. Oh, the skincare. Yes. So when we talked about this, it was my first time ever trying a Korean skincare routine. And um, not going to lie, I asked Sally like a thousand million questions about what am I doing? (laughs) Because I'm not good with like skincare in general. And then this was new and different and a different routine. But now I'm obsessed with it. And I am a loyal customer since we reviewed this product on on the show earlier. And what I love about this company is, is it's another small business, but it's created by an equestrian. Lynn, the owner, is a show jumper. And she spent two years living in Korea and, and decided to come back and create this line. And so I just, I, I like literally, this is perfect timing because I literally just ordered more stuff. So I'm obsessed with the moisturizer and the serum, but I got the mask for the first time ever and it's a really light mask that you only wear for like a week at a, you know once a week um but i've noticed an, a huge difference that it's made in my skin already i love it it's like my yeah. everyday skincare routine now yeah and they've got some gift sets i think that she's doing for the holidays so you can kind of get you know a set to kind of of introduce yourself to the whole routine or, or give as a gift which is really nice because it's kind of like a multi-step process that really makes a huge difference which is it sounds like a lot but I promise it's worth it <laughs> no you don't even think about it after you do it the first yeah. time you know like, yeah oh, I don't either okay. now once you get into a routine it's like oh two steps or four it's no big deal right exactly so before we go into our next segment I wanted to just give a shout out to another one of our sponsors EcoGold uh, I am a huge fan of EcoGold pads. They have such a great array of products that are not just stylish, but they also actually help too. And that's obviously the most important thing. Um, and one of my favorite things that EcoGold offers is the flip half pad. It comes in a dressage or a jumper size. Um, and you can it's really cool, but you can get a custom color or any kind of color you want basically on one side. And then on the other side, you have the more traditional black or white. So you can kind of use it no matter what, which is really cool. Um, not to mention the fact that it helps you know relieve pressure and really helps support your saddle fit. So really awesome product. Makes a great gift to go under the tree. Um, and you can shop for yours at ecogold.ca. All right. So I wanted to introduce our guest. We do have another guest on this week with us and I'm really excited. Um, this is Nara Desa and she um, lives in Washington, D.C. She's kind of a lifelong equestrian. She worked actually on the 2010 World Equestrian Games as one of the head marketers. Um, and now she's working for um, World Learning and the flagship program for this is called the Experiment in International Living. And this is something that I wish I would have done when I was in high school. I remember begging my dad to please let me go to Australia. Don't ask me why I picked Australia. Um, And so this experiment in international living offers these really cool study abroad programs, some of which have a horse focus. So Nara, without any further ado, further ado, welcome. 
Thanks. Um, I'm excited to talk to you guys today. Um, so I want to let me tell you a little bit about um, the experiment in international living. So it is the flagship program of World Learning, um, which is a big nonprofit organization. We're an international nonprofit in education, uh, but the experiment is how it all started back in 1932. Wow! Uh, so, wow! Yeah. So we are uh, the nation's most experienced uh, study abroad program. Um, and it's a great program. You know, we, there, we have presidents, we have programs um, in 26 different countries around the world and 30 different programs with various themes. So, you know, there's if you are really into history um, and into politics, there's a program in Germany for international relations. Um, wow. If you have, you know, if you're more artistic, we have programs in France for painting and photography. Yeah, so I want to tell you guys about two of our programs that had the question components. And these programs are for high school students only. One of the programs is in Argentina and the other program is in Mongolia. The program in Argentina is outdoor adventure and community service. So the group of kids, you know, they do learn a lot about the local community. They do service projects for the local community, like, you know, maybe um, helping rebuild a school or that's really cool yeah or like a police station in the area but they do community projects for that will benefit that local community but another uh, in the another really fun part of the program is all the outdoor adventure where they go hiking and they go whitewater rafting and then they go horseback riding and camping and they go horseback riding with real gauchos um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a great. I actually went on this program um, with the kids a couple of years ago, and I've never done horseback riding like this before. You basically just go it's, climb a mountain with your horse. You go up a mountain. Of course, everyone has their own horse um, wow. going with local guides. So the, the gauchos, they do stop and check everyone's saddles once in a while because you're, it's it's a little bit steep, right? So you're oh going. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Chickawana wow. Mountain. But it is quite safe because, you know, they also have an adventure guide that goes with them and two group leaders. So it's a very safe program, but it's an amazing experience. And when you get to the top of that mountain and see these lush green mountains on top of your horse, it's a pretty amazing feeling. And it's just a very different experience. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then you go down and you camp out that night just under the stars. And it's a little chilly because, you know, remember, it's <laughs> the equator. Uh, so it's cold. Um, and they do, you know, a, a, an asado, which is a local barbecue with the gauchos. So Yum. they have two full days of really being with the horses and being outdoors. Um, and then they do all those other adventures. So while the programs aren't just focused on horses, they have a nice, just a different and interesting component to it. And these programs are great because, you know, we really focus on authentic experiences. Um, so we go to learn and not to teach. That's one of the mottos. They the kids really do get an experience with the culture. They also stay with a homestay family there. Um, a local, they live with a local family for a few days and practice their Spanish and really truly learn about the culture. Now the other program, um, if you know, if you if you want to explore Asia and that side of the world in Mongolia is really interesting too because not only do they do all these different cultural activities and like I said before we really focus on experiential learning so the kids learn by doing they also have an opportunity to ride horses and camels oh cool um, 
And this program is interesting because, you know, when they're in their home state community, they actually stay in a real gur. So one of those little uh, Mongolian like the, tents. Wow. Yeah. So they stay in one of those with a, a local family and they do everyday chores. They go and like milk a cow or do whatever the family is doing out there because, you know, it's sort of they get an experience of that nomadic lifestyle. And Mongolia is really interesting because horses outnumber people in Mongolia. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, they do. So they get that whole, you know, they get this whole experience. And Mongolia, the countryside is absolutely beautiful. You know, I have myself not been able to go on that program yet to see, you know, what the kids are up to. But I've seen the most amazing photos of the kids tracking along, you know, this beautiful lake and galloping across the grasslands. And then uh, they ride camels. So that's interesting because you've got those two different kinds of riding in one program. And (laughs) the cool thing is, is they'll see a lot of, in their group, they'll be mixed with kids from all over the United States and sometimes some international students too. Uh, So they kind of get this cultural experience within their group, within the country, and then they get this different experience with horses. Now, do they make you race in the Mongol Derby? Because that would be a determining <laughs> factor for me. <laughs> no, no. But when, they, when they are in the capital, they do go to Mongolia's, their biggest uh, local festival. And there they'll see, you know, traditional horsemanship and all kinds of cultural dances um, and performances. So you'll see, they see a part, you know, I think what's interesting about these two programs too is, you know, both Argentina and Mongolia kind of have this ingrained cultural um, history and experience with horses, right? Mm -hmm. Um, In Argentina, we always hear about the polo and racing and just also all the the great horses that come out of there. Um, and then we hear a little bit, not as much, but, you know, some about all the, the Mongolian horses, uh, which are different, too. Um, but we yeah. know it's very, you know. And just the generations of horsemanship, I think, is so fascinating to see, you know, how they treat their horses and how it's different and how it's, you know, been around for so long. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's. It's definitely it's definitely an experience of a lifetime. And, you know, it's not just, you know, a lot of people think, oh, my gosh, you know, this is like it's not just a team tour uh, because these programs are so focused on education and the kids kind of learn different life skills sometimes without even knowing they're learning those skills. Yeah. So we really focus on developing interpersonal skills, um, which are so important, you know. So um, we do surveys, too, with our returning students, and most students come back with more self-confidence, more independent. Um, you know, they, the, their group, they improve the way they work with other people, their age and, it, and outside, right? Mm-hmm. So the work has improved. Um, and just sort of their, you know, their overall confidence and relating to um, people in their culture and from another culture. And yeah. also language. So how, how does someone like kind of figure out how to apply and do all of that? Like kind of what's the process? Yeah. Is there a, 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 like an admissions process? <laughs> How do you get into one of these programs? Yeah, there is an admissions process. Um, We do ask for a very small essay. Uh, Basically, it's one question. And then, you know, and then the the students just actually, I don't even think there's a question. Cut that. Sorry. So (laughs) the process is it's not it's not very difficult. You know, I mean, you just you go in, you go to experiment.org and click on apply. 
if you go to experiment, when you go to, if you go to apply, there's a how to apply button um, and it'll give you all the different instructions, but also we have a lot of support. So if you either go on the website, you'll see the live chat. You can call in and talk and speak with one of our admissions officers there. You'll see about 30 different programs listed on our, on our website. Um, yeah, there's so many. Yeah, there's so many. They're all over the world. The two problem, programs we talked about today is the one in Argentina and one in Mongolia. And, you know, it, I think sometimes that helps a little bit when you outline your interests, right? Yeah. Um, but again, it's fairly easy. But one exciting thing is that we do have a Cyber Monday special. And I'm not even Cyber Monday. Actually, this year we've decided to do an entire Cyber Week. Oh, cool. Um, this is perfect timing. So it's going to be one of our biggest sales of the year. We won't have another sale like this, which is going to be $500 off next week. Oh, um, that's wow. awesome. Yeah. So it's for any program. But, of course, I highly encourage these two programs. And my, having been on the Argentina program, it was fantastic. It sounds cool. And, I mean, you know, I went on a – I don't know if you guys did any study abroad type stuff. I did a very small one in Costa Rica when I was in high school. And I have to tell you, there was so much missing from that experience that to hear you talk about, you know, interpersonal skills and, like, learning and you're not just – like, this was a Spanish language trip, right? So it, it was very immersive for language, but it really wasn't at the same time. Um, and I just think that this is – I think travel is so good for – especially for young people it really gets you kind of your feet underneath you you know and gets you some more like you said some confidence did you guys ever do any of that stuff when you were younger I did one in um in college I did a summer over in England doing um stuff for horses actually so it was fun but it was with you know it was with a degree doing a bunch of different equine science programs so yeah oh cool um I I traveled a lot in high school and in college. We did one program uh, in Holland, I think through like a study abroad program where we got to ride horses there, but it wasn't, um, but it was like an arts program. We spent most of our time in like all, all the art museums in Amsterdam, which was very cool. Yeah. I just think if you have the opportunity to do something like that, or if you have the opportunity to send your kid to do something, it's, it's, it's so good. It's like, it's like sending them off to do a working student position or get some experience in the world you know I think it's a it's a great way to do that and if you can add some horses to it why not (laughs) what a great what a great gift for a young person that you know yeah if I got to open that up and that was my gift I would be so over the moon so hopefully oh I I agree with you and I (laughs) wish I knew about the experiment when I high school (laughs) (laughs) like I never I didn't know this then I would have totally signed up for one I was in high school so I know I really I really wish I knew about it and you know one more thing I want to say is the safety aspect um our programs are extremely safe you know we get a lot of questions from parents of course about the safety of the programs and you know we have a, a, a big a big support staff in washington dc and also um in our offices in vermont um, as well as partner offices abroad um you know uh, each group of 15 students goes with two expertly trained leaders we train our own leaders wow, that's um, awesome and so it's it's a very safe program. Um, our pa- parents do have a 24-7 line. They can contact us at any time. Wow, cool. Uh, so it's, it is it is very safe. Thought of we, everything. <laughs> yeah, we have a very comprehensive um, safety plan that you can also find on our website, so an experiment.org. 
Um, so, and I do want to leave just these two, this, this two. So it's experiment.org. You can find all the information there. Um, but also if you have any questions and want to speak directly to somebody at the experiment, that number is um, 1-800-345-2929. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah. Remember. We have great um, admissions counselors um, who focus on the different regions and can tell the parents and the kids everything they want to know. Um, awesome. Also, for the catalogs, easy to order on our website as well. And there's a just a specific button for that right at the top bar. Cool. Well, I'm so glad this was a really cool conversation because it's really awesome to hear about different opportunities that young people have. And it sounds like you're very passionate about this. And so that's definitely what the program needs. So we really appreciate having you on, Nara. This was really awesome. And we look forward to hearing more about these programs. Yeah, and thank you so much. And if you guys want to check out what the kids were up to this summer, I'd say the probably the best place for that is Instagram. So if you go to Experiment Abroad on Instagram, you can see videos and highlights and everything the kids are up to this past summer. Awesome. We'll definitely have to check it out. And then experiment.org is the website to go if you want to get more information. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thank you, Nara. Thanks. All right, guys, so we're continuing on with our holiday gift guide, and now we're going to go into our more splurge-worthy gifts, the expensive stuff, basically, but when you own horses, (laughs) when you own horses, it's like, you know, you're just going to shell out the cash, so at least you should get good, high-quality stuff, and that's what we're here to help you with. So to start, I really want to talk about the Renwick & Sons brush set, which we have talked about on the show before, I think, in Heels Down Magazine, we've definitely talked about them. But yeah, oh, I think it was when Alex was on the show, right? Jess? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, she got she got a set she and got, got to check the them set. out. But they are so they are um, crafted in the UK, but they are just beautiful. Like they're almost too nice you, that I would I couldn't use them on my horse. Like, I was that's gonna say nice. <laughs> you wouldn't even want to use them on the show brushes only. Yeah. They're beautiful. They're just. Like everything is handcrafted with like the unbelievable finesse oh and every detail <laughs> you could ever think of has been thought about in this in this set of brushes. It is just like drool worthy. And you know, when I was thinking about this, because they are expensive, it's not a cheap set. It's a wonderful gift that you could give to like go in as a group, like around the holidays in the past, we've always all the boarders have gotten together and we've bought a like a gift for our trainer and barn owner like together you know something that uh, means something from the barn and it's usually something a little bit nicer that we wouldn't be able to afford to get her on our own like Mm -hmm. um last year we all pulled our money and we helped buy a new set of arena lights for arena so we could ride at night oh that's nice but i i think like this is this is such a nice nice gift because the brushes are just so like, I don't think there's a nicer set of brushes out there that this would be a really touching gift for, you know what I mean? Like a bunch of people to go in together and get or this really nice gift for somebody. Yeah, if- I had a friend who ordered one for a set for her groom. Like she had a couple grooms that worked for their barn. And so she ordered a set for like the oh, groom wow. to go to shows with. And like, you know, obviously, like I said, they're, you know, like you said, Justine, they're definitely expensive, but it's definitely like, and I've heard like, you know, I do think that the grooming tools that you use make a difference for sure. So like, I, I do think that it's a great gift for somebody that's a really like good fastidious groomer, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're beautiful. They they have to work. They can't just look good. They have right. to, you know what I mean? Like be a, a durable product too. But so if you, if you are interested and you really want to splurge on a Renwick set, the last day to order them to get them in time for Christmas and the holidays in the U S would be December 7th. So that's coming up. But what about you, Sally? Do you have some gifts you want to 
mention? So I'm kind of a practical gift giver. I like to give gifts based on stuff that I know that person will use, especially for horse people, right? Like we love pretty stuff, but also give me something that I can actually use that I don't have to buy myself, right? Um, so the two things I want to talk about for this category are blankets, Kensington, and we've, you know, we've worked with Kensington for a long time now, and I really previously had not used Kensington's products before, but now I've done a lot of work with their blankets. And you guys, I've got to tell you, these blankets are so budget friendly. They're so tough. You know, my horse would go out and turn out with other horses and like he'd come in in the morning and his blanket would be all torn to shreds. And I mean, you know the drill, but they, Kensington has a couple different turnout options. One of which is the super mesh. Um, it comes in the traditional light, medium, heavyweights. Um, it fits really well. It fits all different types of horses, body types. But the nice thing about Kensington is they have a lifetime guarantee. So if you got a horse that likes to break its leg straps or anything like that, you literally just call Kensington and they say, you know, I got a horse that's really tough on his blankets. They say, say no more. And they send you, you know, replacement straps or whatever you need to help get your blanket through. So um, I really can't recommend those enough because they, even if you have to end up replacing them or buying more, they're super budget friendly. You're not going to spend a whole lot of money on them. Um, which is really and then for all of our Canadian listeners we also work with Greenhawk who distributes a lot of um, really cool items um, one of which is Arc Equine if you're Canadian and you want to look into Arc Equine you can order through them through Greenhawk um, but one thing they have is this really cool thing that you can get matching for your dog and your horse it's the Shedro New Market um, fleece and it comes in like a cooler and then you also can get a literal matching one for your dog so Jess I feel like you need matching stuff all the time um, or anybody in your family or horse family that is obsessed with their dog and their horse that is going to be a super good cozy wintry gift Absolutely. Um, and I, love- dogs and horses, I feel like I know what you're going to say I was going to say <laughs> speaking of matchy matchy which we all love we all know I love matching <clears throat> I'm obsessed with that pup and pony. We got the, they halt, there's now a halter, which I've got to order, but they have a leash and a collar. Yeah. And the leash is, it looks like a braided hunter rain. It's it so does. pretty. It's yeah. so Isn't pretty. It? I love it. And then I got, since my little dog does not wear collars at all, <laughs> I mean, she won't even put it on. I bet so. she's just too good for that little Nolan. She she doesn't. <laughs> so I decided that Bacon needed a new collar. And so I got him the brown one with the red for Aww. our colors. And it's so pretty. And I'm like, mm, PJ might need a red halter. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. And right now you get 20% off, which is huge. If you use the code heels down, so everybody do their holiday shopping there. Yeah. And they distribute all sorts of cool stuff too. So it's really nice because you can get yeah. a lot of other products through them and just kind of like a one-stop shop. So Absolutely. we like hit, that. Hit up everybody on your list. Totally. So I'm I get, I'm not going to have to leave my house to shop this year is what you guys are saying, which is really great. I, I never plan on leaving my house to shop. <laughs> like it's like one click button, everything. I Everybody's like. People. They say, you know, Black Friday, all of these things. No, just set up Cyber Monday because that's where I'll be. Yeah. We were talking about getting the TV this year on Black Friday. And, like, we found some good deals at Target, but it was one of the doorbusters. Like, you had to get there. And I'm like, you know. No. No. But it starts on Thanksgiving now. It's not even I like it's late. And you I, just I, go I on, you go at 5 p.m. on th- on Thursday. It's not late. Yeah, but I'm like a, I don't like the fact that they make these people work on Thanksgiving because I feel like you're going to be working you know, your butt off for the rest of the holiday season. So that's, that's just me personally. I don't, yeah. I don't like to support it, but I, 
you know, I know it's a popular thing still for sure, but just not a fan of the crowds, man. I'm, fa- no. I'm very anti these, these days. <laughs> I, I don't do the crowds. Speaking <laughs> of, so it is that time again. Who's ready to play Rose and Thorn? <sighs> I got to think. I've been focused on shopping, so I got to think about mine here for a second. I can go. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. All right. So I so I took Mikey out for on 100 Pace a couple weeks ago. And it was his first time going out with like, you know, 100 Pace is a, I'm sure you guys have done it, but it's like the local fox hunting group here puts them on. And it's just like a fun kind of leisure trail ride with some jumps down the trail in a state park and he did he did really great we had a really fun time but while we were on the hunter pace you know you like i met a bunch of people riding the trail and stuff there were a bunch of girls uh, when we were coming back to where the trailers were parked that all had like fanny packs on while they were riding and no. um, those no. are like back in style no okay Sorry. okay okay wait i, I got it Wait, okay, wait, wait. Sorry. I have to explain. Cause I know okay. I know what you're thinking of like the how like the young kids were these like cute hipster fanny packs. Not like that. So these girls, there were like <laughs> three of them. They had old, old fanny packs and they were like jazzercise colors. Like I could tell that they belonged to their mom, you know, 30 years ago. And they and but they were so practical. So I have trail ridden with like a camel back, like a camelback backpack before where it has like the hose so you can drink water but it still like flops all over your back and i hated it you didn't you did not buy a fanny bag i'm getting to it i'm getting to it so anyway so i saw these girls (laughs) i saw these girls with the fanny pack and they were all in their like neon 80s colors and i was like where did you get that and the one was like oh i don't know i think it was my mom's but like the one girl had like a space for a water bottle and it had a pocket for her phone and for me like i I ride by myself. I, you know, I hauled to the, out to the park for this hunter pace by myself. It was like an hour and a half to get there from the barn. They pair you with different people. Like they don't let you go on the trail alone, but I'm, you know, like I had to just text my husband, like, you're not going to hear from me for three hours. I'll text you when I get back to the trailer. So I have been on the look for a fanny pack. Yes. And so we were in, um, I am okay with this. I'm going to send you a supportive of this. I'm, I'm going to send you. Remember, <laughs> do you remember our phone call? Of, I, we talked about on this, those new Hadley breeches from Smart Pack. <laughs> Which are wonderful. Deep, yes. <laughs> those deep pockets. Those four pockets can hold all of everything you need. All of them. All you know what? Them. Actually, I wore those breeches on the Hunter Pace, but I could not. It's still uncomfortable. Still, like unless you have the pocket that's like that, way down my thigh, I like that. Like that's like closer I to your knee. Like that yeah, but I, that pocket I can't. I, I couldn't do that pocket either. In oh. Florida, I can't have a like. I still can't hold a water bottle, and it was hot. You know, like I was. I wanted something to drink, and I was still 13 miles away from the trailer where the cooler was. You know, I just get one of those Camelback things. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I had one. I had a Camelback oh, backpack. I mean, what about still, if we get you like a hunting flask? But <laughs> The back- a real flask. So do that. I, I wear a camelback backpack when I ski t- too. So and but it when I ride, it still flops around on my back, no matter how tight I I pull the straps up front, you know, because it straps across my body. It still would flop. And I hated yeah. that feeling. So I was in Tallahassee over the weekend. I went to a football game with my husband, and they have like one of my favorite thrift stores in the world there. And I remember telling Alex, like we were wandering in there, and I was like, I had mentioned the fanny pack idea and he rolls his eyes too, Jess. So he's with you. <laughs> he's yes, my but, new favorite person. But I told him, <laughs> like, I, wonder, 
I wonder if my favorite thrift shop, since we're here, I bet you they'll have the fanny pack I want. And he's like, oh, God. So we go we go in there, and they did. They had, like, the exact, like, 80s gaudy fanny pack I wanted. It has a pocket for my, for a water bottle that holds it in there. It's got, like, five different other pockets for, like, treats and my phone. And if I need a snack, because I always need a snack when I'm riding. I have all this. And so I haven't ridden with it yet, but I bought it because it was only $8 at this thrift store. And I'm oh, really excited about my fanny pack. I'm really excited about my fanny pack. Hey, and I'm, I'm excited for you, okay? This is my Let's new just thorn. be positive here, This Jack. is my new thorn. <laughs> this is literally breaking every rule. So if I'm I gonna... buy you a fanny pack and send it to you, Jess, you're saying you would not enjoy this. I'm going to spam you. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some like a like a little bottle of wine, like a travel bottle of wine in it, and I'm gonna drink it while I'm riding. Yep. I disclaimer: don't do this. We don't recommend this. <laughs> We're not liable for this. But when I send you pictures, you're gonna be jealous. So <laughs> I'm gonna send you a picture of Courtney's ugly Christmas sweater from last year, where she stuck the entire bottle of wine and a couple straws in it. That's what I'm gonna ride with before I ride with a fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Just saying. Just get a wine bra. <laughs> oh, or yeah. a wine bra. Those are funny, too. Oh, my gosh. So do you have a thorn? Or you're yeah, just is there a thorn such a good day this? that there was... Yeah, I mean, the thorn, besides the fact you bought it, but that was a rose. <laughs> I do have a thorn. <laughs> Jess is so angry about this. I'm just so upset you bought a fanny bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find you, and I'm going to take a lesson with you, and I'm going to wear the fanny pack. Yes. I'm going to come out for that And and the neon colors. I just can't. I'm like a black, white, gray person. Okay. So I wanted the neon colors. This one's a little bit toned down from what I was hoping for. It's like bright blue and like a really sharp gray. I'm going to take a picture of it and send it to you. But um, so my thorn though, my thorn. So my, um, my dumb tall boots, the zipper finally busted off. Oh no. I know. Like that is depressing. (sighs) How long have you had them for? Have you had them for a long time? Like two years. So it's okay. like, yeah, they lasted a good long while. So anyways, yeah. I had to find a, like a, a decent place to get them fixed and all the good tax shops are far. Like I'd have to go to Ocala, which I'm not, you know, I'm not complaining. At least Ocala is like within a, a re- somewhat reasonable driving distance, but I was trying to find someone closer, you know, like in town that I, I could trust with a pair of boots that wouldn't like ruin them you know what I mean for mm-hmm. people, you know like a normal shoe repair place that's not familiar with equestrian boots and stuff so there is this weird little part of Sarasota which is south of where I live I used to live in Sarasota um that has an Amish community it's like um, like Amish spring break like all the Amish communities from up north like Pennsylvania and Illinois come to Sarasota for spring break on like Greyhound buses and stuff it's really funny it's like a really interesting community like tucked into sarasota so you can get like it's the best place to get pies this time of year actually oh like, i bet oh, yeah. Oh. yeah it's I amazing die for a pie from there right now <laughs> i found a shoemaker who in in pinecraft is what it's called in this amish community and i dropped my boot off there i have to go pick it up next week so that's my thorn my thorn is that my boot broke and but it's a hopeful thorn because i think this guy is going to do a great job but i won't know until next week so i'll let you know when i pick it up yeah that's the worst man when your boots decide mine just like wore a hole slowly on the inside of the calf and then one day i put them on they were like hi we have we don't have a side anymore so that was no. how they broke but yeah no 
new thing, go to one of those places that Justine just told you about and get them to put a patch on the inside. Oh, that's a really good idea for your everyday ones, too. Are you kidding me? Every boot I wear has a patch. That's a really good idea. You can't tell in the show boots. If you start off with a really, like, classic kind of, like, nice before you destroy your tall boots is do a patch on the inside. If anybody wants is listening, just message us on lounge page the Facebook page, and I will show you pictures because every one of mine, and then they're really easy. You just replace the patch every time you start oh, to wear thin. So That's a good idea. All that sounds much more cost-effective. Oh, yeah. I mean, I basically can go through top, and, you know, we abuse some stuff over here. So um, I can replace my patches and my zippers, like, for quite some time, and my boots last basically a long time now. Hmm. So hmm. that can be everybody's rose for the week that they learned this. But, <laughs> Learn something new. Um, <laughs> no. So I'll go to mine. So I'm so, so excited. Uh, we just booked a trip to the Dominican Republic in December. So I'm Ooh, so fun. My excited. Fun there. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. That's, awesome. a, that's all I know, but. Yeah. So we're going with some friends. So Doug's going to play golf and we're going to play on the beach. So I'm that's my rose is that we just got that finalized and I can't wait. And then I had a couple thorns, like kind of small ones. And I'm still not sure Justine's doesn't take over them, but (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Justine is the source of a lot of justice thorns between like her travels. I feel like, you know, Justine's always, I mean, I'm going to have like, whatever guys, haters, just gonna hate. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say every time I'm gonna be like, well, my I don't even have to listen to it. I'm gonna be like, Justine's my thorn every day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That I fanny pack, right? Yeah, that <sighs> fanny pack is your thorn. No, my real thorn is I don't know what is happening with my phone. I have no service these days. Like, I mean, it goes from like where I should have three to four bars, and it just reads no service. After turning I've been having on, a similar issue, actually. It's really annoying. What's your per- Provider. Who do you use? Verizon. But my oh, iPad. Be good. But Verizon is on my iPad. And my iPad reads that it has four bars. And sitting right next to it, my phone will have four bars and then all of a sudden read no service. And then it's just becoming a pain. So I'm about to throw my phone out the window and drive over it. And then I'll have <laughs> no problem except for no phone. So that's my thorn right now. Sounds like you need a new one. Yeah, but I don't. I don't really want to upgrade to a 10 yet because Doug's has a lot of problems too. Yeah. I just got the new 10, the 10, what is it? The 10 X, I don't know, whatever. Uh, a new one? Whatever I the thought, heck they. I thought the X and the 10 were the same thing. No, oh, no. Yeah. The, what did, did I just say 10 X? That's definitely <laughs> not right. <laughs> like, I whatever, I whatever the, the phone same. is that came out this year is what I have and it works like a brick and I hate it, but now I, here we are. So I, I, I kind of want to keep my old phone. So except for that camera, that camera on that 10 X, it's amazing. Yeah, it is really nice. I do. It, like it's it. pretty incredible. So Doug has it and he's like, you really need to upgrade. I'm like, no, I kind of like I my- saw a lady at the store with a flip phone the other day. And I almost asked her like, how much is your cell phone bill? I bet it's like $5 a month. It's got it. <laughs> <laughs> mine's not. Right. Oh so, man. All right, so let's you see. Gotta my, go. my rose. Okay, so my rose is not horse related, but it's still a rose. Um, so I've been I like earlier this year, like February or so, I started to work out like super seriously because I gained a whole bunch of weight when I stopped working at the barn because I wasn't as active. And 
I just was like super unhappy with myself. So I started working out. Um, and for my entire life, I just turned 33. I've really hated running. Like I've always been really bad at it and I hate it. And it makes me so mad. But I, my friend who came out to stay with me when Kyle left, and then she used to run a little bit. And so we would go to the beach and she's like, we're going to just start and you'll, you're going to love it. And I'm like, no, I'm actually going to hate it, but that's fine. And so over the last few months I've started to run and I've started to like actually enjoy it. And this is not a huge amount of distance, but I'm finally to the point now where I'm running like two miles a day. And that's a really long way for me. So I'm like super proud of it. Cause it's getting to be like, I'm working up to being able to run a 5k. So I'm like super excited. Oh, yeah. progress. So it's kind well, of exciting when you do stuff like that, right? Because you don't see, you're like, oh my God, I suck at this so bad for so long. It's like writing. And then you look back six months ago and you're like, okay, well, six months ago, I was only jumping across rail and now I'm doing this or it's, you know, it's very similar. So you have to kind of keep tabs on that progress, I think, or else you'll, you'll go crazy. My thorn is, I was going to do like a throwback thorn, but I'm going to save that for the next time because it's a little bit of a long story. I guess my thorn you're is- just- you're going to tease us with that? I mean, I guess I can. I'll try to get sport. It's a really big throwback. And the only reason I thought of this was because I had to tell this story. It's another awkward Sally story. And I had to tell this story to my friend yesterday because I had never told her. And it just kind of like brought the, the wound up fresh. So, I mean, I can try and do it real quick, I guess. So this was a couple years ago. I was visiting Justine Dutton, who we did that interview with. Um, this was several years ago. And she was writing with Buck Davidson at the time. And we went to her, his farm for her to have a lesson one day. And it was a cross country lesson and how this, the farm that Buck was at at the time had like two cross country fields separated that were also turnouts. And then you jumped across the little gravel road to get to the other side. And so this was a group lesson and there was like three other girls plus Justine and like for whatever reason this day, everybody kept falling off and like air vests were going off left and right and horses were getting loose and everybody was fine, but it was just like rather chaotic. And I never really met Buck before. And I was standing in the middle of the two turnouts in the road watching and these horses kept getting loose and like somebody would go get them. And I'm like, I should probably like help. Like, I don't really know. I feel like I'm just standing here awkwardly. And so for like the third or fourth time, somebody fell off and the horse jumped. It was on the other side where like the opposite side of where everybody else was. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to help. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to go catch this one. And so I run over to the gate and I'm like fiddling with the gate and I can't, I'm so nervous in the moment that I can't figure out how to open the gate because it's like, (laughs) it's literally just like a, a straightforward latch, but I can, I can hear Buck like running up behind me and I'm like, I, Buck is coming up. I, I don't know. Makes and so I'm like, yeah. And so he comes over and he's just like walking really slowly. And he just gives me this look of like, are you just, who are you? And then just like hops over the fence and goes and catches the horse. And like leaves it back. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll get the next one. And it was just so awkward. Cause I was trying to help. Cause I felt so bad, like not helping. And I feel bad. Cause like these people were very good riders. It was just like a windy day and horses were spooking and whatever. So, you know, not to anything against them falling off. It was very chaotic. It was very embarrassing. I just blew through that story. Cause it's very embarrassing for me to tell, but I, <laughs> I had to tell that story to my friend cause I don't know how it came up. And I was like, you know, I should probably do this on the podcast too, but it's just, you know, you know me, like there's always something. That's amazing. But I told Buck about this like years later and he was like, yeah, I don't think I remembered who you were. And I was like, that's, that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. 
Oh, man. So anyway, now that my face is red, um, we do have a mailbag that we can go through. Um, and this is from Wendy. And this is actually kind of a good timed mailbag. So Wendy wants to know if uh, we think that horses need a break from training, um, whether that's mentally or physically or both and how much and how often. And so, you know, with the winter coming up for most of us and the holidays, it's a good time. But um, Jess, I know you guys are kind of in your off season now. So let's maybe see what your perspective is on breaks. Yeah, absolutely. So I 100% believe that horses need a break. Uh, Mentally, physically, everything, I think, especially for the big ones, once they've run kind of like a CCI. So we had a couple that were at Jockey Club, a couple that were over in Europe, kind of, you know, some big stuff. So once they kind of have run and done that CCI, which is a bit of a longer format, obviously, we give them anywhere from like three, four, six weeks, kind of depending on the horse Mm -hmm. and it allows their body to heal. And so if they have kind of something that's been, you can never know that is actually coming up kind of thing and they're not telling you, well, giving them that time off allows their body to heal hundred percent. If there's something kind of nagging in there that they're not Mm -hmm. letting you know, because it's not a problem yet. And Maybe they're a bit of like, you know, a stoic horse where they don't show it. So for us, we feel like mentally, physically, they need that bit of a break. So we just kind of like, we don't go to the extreme of pulling their shoes, chucking them in a field or anything. I know a lot of people do that. Mm -hmm. We kind of keep them on the same thing. They come in, they eat their grain. They stay on kind of the same program, but they don't get groomed. They don't get harassed. They don't get anything. They just go do their job. They go in the paddock, they come in and eat their dinner, breakfast kind of thing and stay on that bit of a schedule. And that's what we find works best for ours. So we kind of, you know, the babies will get it here and there kind of depending if we're busy, like, you know, they all got it when we were in Europe for a couple of weeks. So now they don't get a break. So that's <laughs> what we're riding right now. We're riding the probably the five-year-olds and below. So, <laughs> yeah, so I know a lot of people bring in their babies in the winter so they can kind of focus on them. So I that's think that's what, kind of cool. That's what we do. So we, um, this time of year, we start breaking our three-year-olds. So a lot of people do their babies everywhere. We don't touch our three-year-olds till November. And then <laughs> in November, we start breaking them and they go full through till about April. And then once we start going to Rolex and stuff, they get another couple weeks off. You know, they'll get three to four weeks at that time and then slowly start coming back into work in the summer. And then they get the break then, you know, so kind of like cycles. Jess, what do you recommend for someone who's like an amateur owner like me? You know, like my my thoroughbred's not doing a ton of hard work. You know, like he might be jumping up to three foot. But do you think it's realistic for him to take a longer break? No, for him. Honestly, like, so I think you'd be weather dependent, right? Like I right. wouldn't take a break for you right now. Cause it's beautiful weather. Like don't totally right now. Take a break in the middle of the summer, you know, take a break in when July. Super hot. Yeah. When, when you don't want to ride. Oh, of course. But, um, but you do recommend like a break even for a horse at that yeah. level. Like, yeah. Even, okay. even the lower levels, just even a couple weeks so that they kind of don't get nagging 24 seven, you know, for 12 mm-hmm. whole months. So we yeah. kind of give them a break, give them a break from competing. They don't need to compete 12 months of the year necessarily. So what for us, like we kind of say, like, is it family time that you want to give them a break November, December? Is it middle of summer? Cause you want to go on vacation with your family. Cause the kids are in school. So right. kind of break it up, whether it be once, twice a year, just to give your horse that break and give yourself. Cause I think that sometimes it becomes people forget. It's not, fun. You know, they forget that it's a hobby. They forget that it's 
Absolutely. Their passion, it becomes more of work where it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. So taking that little, and it could be like just two weeks, take yeah. yourself two weeks and while you go on vacation and you come sure. back kind of rejuvenated and say, look, this is fun again. And it's not mm-hmm. some kind of somebody. People underestimate people underestimate how important that is. Like, you know, I, my horse was only going like novice training level. Um, but in the winter, you know, the, the winter that I had him, I brought him home for like a month because we were moving barns. So it was a little bit chaotic. And I was like, you know what? I have the space at the place that I live where I'm just going to bring him home. He can eat a lot of hay and gain a little bit of weight and do whatever. And, um, it was great. And I think, you know, he was only home for a month, but we did, I didn't ride him. I didn't do anything. And it was just, I think people underestimate how much good that can do. Yeah. It's good for the yeah. brain for sure. Yeah. It's so good. And and that's why I say to people, use it when it's good for you. For like, both of you. Absolutely. Yeah, for when it's like convenient for you. Like she said, Wendy said, can I stay, you know, warm and inside and give him a break? I'm like, <laughs> absolutely. Put a good warm blanket on him and he'll be happy too. Yep. So if you have any questions for us, you can send us an email at hello at heelsdownmedia.com. Um, and we're also going to start doing, if you guys want, some recorded questions. So if you want to send like a voice memo that you record on your phone, send it to that hello at heelsdownmedia.com episode and we could play you on the air. Um, and also you guys should join our Facebook lounge if you haven't already. It's the Heels Down Happy Hour podcast lounge. We are always in there hanging out with you guys and trading stories and ideas. And it's a really fun, positive group. So if you need a break from the internet, come hang out with us. But if you want to hear more from us, you can check out heelsdonmag.com. And don't forget to, to subscribe to our weekday newsletter, The Brief. And you can also get the Horse Radio News, Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone. All you do is search for the Horse Radio Network in the app store, and it's free and super easy to use. And finally, just a big thank you and shout out to this week's sponsors. We have ARC Equine, Smart Pack, and EcoGold. And don't forget to also visit all the other great shows on the Horse Radio Network. If you're a horse person, I guarantee you, you're going to love all these shows. You can find them at horseradionetwork.com. All right, guys. Well, cheers. Happy holiday shopping. Cheers. From your Cheers. <laughs>